Why, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Two Guys Fixing the World. Uh, my name is Mark Stallard, and with me is my good friend Ryan Jans. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great, Mark. Uh, we have, I think we've bitten off a big chunk of uh, of what we did before, and if you haven't been listening to our last episode, we are tackling the Canadian Senate. We uh, are so fixing, our- we are fixing the Canadian <laughs> Senate. Yep, we are fixing the Senate. Um, hopefully, <laughs> so <laughs> this is what we do. Uh, we fix. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, come listen to our podcast and think of what, see what you think about our. No, no, our, no. Uh, listen and do. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is don't, don't there, think. There is no. There is no think. We know what, what happens then. Um, yeah. Anyhow, anyhow, um, yeah, because I don't. I don't want to own a three hundred fifty billion dollar pipeline. Anyhow, uh, that's not what this show is about. <laughs> Um, well, not this particular episode anyway, but we are going to talk about that kind of stuff in future episodes, guaranteed. We've got so many things. We say this every time. We have like six six uh, topics out of every show. We'll do another show on that. So I think we won't end up. <laughs> One time we're going to go through out. what we promise. We will go through every single episode and, and start writing down, <laughs> hey, yes, we will uh, listen to this and we'll make a yep. show on that and make a show on that. So. <laughs> But before we get started, uh, just remember uh, all our all our information that we uh, research, which we we judiciously do, um, uh, and and very much go in depth for your for your reckon <laughs> or or for your benefit, is posted on fixingtheworld.ca, where you can find links to our podcast, this podcast that you're listening to, and uh, we are also found on the. Uh, all your favorite pro- podcastings. I actually listen to. I do listen to our our show. Someone has to critique me. Someone has to. That's what I thought you were going to say. Someone <laughs> or someone has to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, someone has to critique me, and it might as well be me. Indeed. And then, uh, but I use Google Google uh, Podcasts, and I had no problem finding us. Type in two guys fixing the world, and you will see our our uh, banner there. Indeed. So come join, like, subscribe. Here we go. With part two of the Canadian Senate, the Chamber of Epic Conflict. Great title, man. Uh, Great title. Yes. Um, so before we do that, there was one thing that we sort of uh, we kind of went up on uh, in our last episode. We have found an answer to the disqualifying factors. I'm going to refresh your memory here. We talked about some of the disqualifying factors for senators, and one of them was failed to attend two consecutive sessions of the Senate. Uh, we were kind of uh, at a loss as to what that was. We did some digging. Mark, you seem to got a good good beat on this. Why don't you explain that uh, to our listeners here? Well, for sure. Um, um, a session when uh, between two elections, there um, it's usually about what four or five years, um, and between one election and the next, that can be broken into many sessions, and effectively that is. Um, when when the when the house is running, so we're looking particularly for um, the, the, a parliament is uh, will have multiple se- sessions there, and it will be the, the where the house is opened, usually by the queen or the queen representative um, um, here in Canada, and when prorogation or the dissolution of parliament happens, 
which is usually around a vacation time, um, that is a session. So it could be it could be weeks and weeks, could be months perhaps. Um, and so the point is, if if they miss two sessions, so, which could quite easily be three or four, maybe six months, um, maybe maybe not as long as that, then you can be disqualified. Not just not missing a day or two, but missing weeks and weeks and weeks. Can you imagine doing that for a real job. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, I don't think we have to worry about uh, minimum wage and time theft. You didn't come in fifteen or no. fifteen minutes early. It's kind of that's, that's, worries if you're a senator. That's almost wage. That's wage. That's true wage theft. I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we wrote it into our constitution. Okay, so there, there's, uh, there we have epic conflict number one, uh, an abuse of disqualifying factors. Written right into the foundation of the Senate. Indeed. Um, all right. So I think what we'll end up doing is um, instead of just rifling through them and coming back, I think what we'll do, Mark, I'm gonna I'm gonna read them out one at a time. Actually, actually, I'd out. like to just uh, maybe uh, just round the, this uh, the beginning of this up a little bit because I don't think we stressed enough um, that the Senate, while the uh, MPs and the the lower house. The House of Commons is made up of elected people. That uh, even if it's you may argue about uh, the you know, the the soul or the heart or the veracity of the election process, they are elected. There's can't really argue too much about that. But the House, the Senate, rather, is they are selected by the Prime Minister, and then um, and then the 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 Governor General puts a rubber stamp on it. So effectively, the Queen's representative actually assigns them the place in the Senate. So it's not elected, and they are there to add a final sobering and reasonable look at legislation that is passed on by elected officials. So we've got a whole group of people who are elected to do a particular job, and then you've got a whole lot of people who are not elected to um, and then to vet what they're doing, but the people in power, the, the system as it stands, uh, have put these people into that position anyway. So effectively, you've got um, you know, high-level conservatives and liberals who are filling the House. Um, so they're the ones that are in the Senate, unelected. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, so this is um, probably one of both of our beefs. Beefs What's the plural of beef? Yeah. Um, so... The uh, and I think you hit it right on the on the um, head on the uh, on the head there you hit the nail right <laughs> on the head. You have a body of elected officials, so you may not like the fact that Justin Trudeau is our PM, but he was elected and elected fair and square through our um, through our through our electoral process. You may not like it, but he's he was there. He he got elected. He got it done. He now can pick somebody who he likes who's going to agree with him uh, up to a certain amount of seats in the Senate. I can't remember how many that he can, but if there's seats that are available, he can put them in uh, to do a sober recount uh, and sober recalling or rereading of a law. Now, that's going to be less important now because we're in a minority government situation, but if you have a majority government, and you write some bad legislation, and you fill your your second reading with people who are just going to agree with you, 
that is the biggest and probably the most debated and the most controversial aspect of the Senate. Yeah, I, th- I think no. that just, just want to just want to qualify that um, the of course that means the uh, what Ryan's actually means the second uh, um, the second set of readings because there are three readings in, mm-hmm. in 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 the House. Uh, although I think you were saying that uh, Ryan that uh, they that it's referred to as the second reading, but just in case because in case anyone picks up on that, yes, we know there are three readings in the lower house, and this, but this is called the second yeah. reading. Yeah, so it basically has to survive par- Parliament, survive the Senate, and then survive Parliament one more time. So the idea is that they're making it a little bit more difficult for laws to just get passed, which I'm okay with, but filling, stacking the deck so that you can get a law passed that shouldn't get passed, it seems really a, a big problem. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, that, that filter is, I think, absolutely necessary. Because um, it's very, yeah. I, mean, if, I mean, the whole idea of having um, you know, the, the party political system being what it is, uh, it's quite easily for, um, you know, well, we had uh, Harper's government and this thing doing some kind of awful stuff in, uh, without going into any details and was able to get lots passed um, at one point, right? Um, and then, you know, mm-hmm. you look at what's going on down south. Um, that's, you know, there is a, when the Republicans have, um, have a majority, they pass some awful laws as well. I mean, they, they're not all bad. I mean, anybody that says any any person or any party or any system is all bad, they're lying to you. But there's <laughs> more bad than than good, more good and bad in uh, um, in those things. So, yeah, giving someone a, a majority that um, that can just kind of go willy nilly, and particularly we see that recently uh, in the U.S. with the. Uh, Trump's uh, passing some laws, writing some legislation, and, and judge turning it down, saying no, this is illegal. So, it was, so that part of it is, is absolutely essential. But when the people judging and when the people that are making that decision um, are, um, you know, are already on your side and are already going to do it, um, or already going to mm-hmm. say yes, it, it can go through. That's a that's a problem. That's that's, a, that's the same thing as not having a filter. That's the same as thing as not having a sanity check. It's an in sanity check oh yeah that's right uh so and that is by far the whenever you hear politicians talking about electoral reforms in during elections or uh when they want to win some some favor from people that's what they're trying to they're trying to tell you hey we think that we should reform the senate harper said that reform the senate reform the senate reform the senate that was like a a whole thing on his uh on his electoral uh, campaign and uh he did not reform the senate a single bit in fact he got to be uh, a majority leader prime minister and realized that hey you know this ain't that bad we really shouldn't refine this let's fill in a couple of seats with people who are going to agree with me and we'll call it a day and then it blew up in his face because of mike duffy who we'll get to in a little bit so um so by the appointment of the PM, or really the appointment of the government, governor general on the advice of the PM, so you have essentially have a foreign government, technically the British crown, because we're part of the Commonwealth, but and, and that is a major technicality at this point, is electing or appointing people to sit to reread who are hand-selected by a governing body that needs, needs to be reviewed. 
that is a huge conflict of interest. So (laughs) anywhere else, only government can can get away with stuff like that. Anywhere else, that would be an instant conflict of interest. You couldn't, that wouldn't pass legal, legal standing. If you, if you, okay, so let's always try and bring it down to a, a, um, a practical um, example here. If you were going to say be like a, a condo corporation, right? Where you, you got a bunch of people together say, yeah, we're going to pool our resources. We're going to build this house. But uh, instead of getting an outside firm to look at your engineer drawings, you got uh, Jim who is an engineer or an architect. He said, yeah, these drawings are good, even though they might not be. He's supposed to review them, but he makes a deal with you and says, hey, I want a penthouse suite, or I want the top left-hand corner because it gets a good view of the river. Uh, you say, yeah, okay, Jim, no problem. We'll give you that. That's yours. You get first pick at that. No problem. That is an exact conflict of interest. So if you have um, have a guy who is um, who is who's just going to agree with you, and you put him in because he meets these ubiquitous qualifications that we went over in our last episode that are outdated and has basically zero qualifications to be even looking at law. Uh, you, and then you're putting him in just because he's going to agree with you. That is a conflict of interest. That's Jim who wants that uh, riverside seat. And if you, and if you brought that, your, your building owners, like your authorities having jurisdiction, uh, looked at that and said, that's conflict of interest. We want outside opinion. Oh yeah, but Jim's an architect. Yeah, but he also is a tenant of the building. Of course he's going to mm-hmm. do it so yeah. that he gets his gets it his way. Yeah. No, actually we can even uh, take a, take that a little bit further too. Let's not, let's not forget the Prime Minister isn't uh, voted in. It's uh, The Prime Minister is uh, selected by the Queen. Right? Mm-hmm. The Queen, it just, it just so happens that... Uh, um, for pretty much all of history, I think, of, the, of Canadian history, uh, it just happens to be the leader of the party that uh, forms the government. But the Queen selects a Prime Minister who selects the Senate that's then um, ratified by the Queen's representative. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the Queen's rep- Sorry, the Queen's representative. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the Queen does not select our Prime Minister. The Governor-General does. But this, this is the representative anyway. So the representative selects the prime minister yeah. that selects the senate that he themselves approves. <laughs> it's kind of a little, kind of <laughs> so, a little, it's kind of a little silly. It, yeah, and it, it you've basically set it up so that hey, we're gonna, um, we're really just going to to be able to do what we want. What you know, at this point, are you even considering your uh, your electorate and your constituents and what they care about? No, you can just basically say what you want and do what you want um and yes we have had some abuse privileges um when we talk about this example of jim the architect who's who's trying to uh weasel his way in if you read in we're not going to go into it in depth um, a link will be on um on fixingtheworld.ca the Jerwall tapes is basically the story of a senator who was originally a progressive conservative part of the PC sort of wing of things and was approached by the liberal party to join their party. And there was a bunch of provinces and this back and forth. And they went into this whole negotiation thing and he recorded it and released it to the public. 
and you could just see how they were making promises. Everyone, it's all just a bunch of dirty, dirty games. So if it's a Wikipedia article, wikipedia.org slash wiki, uh, Grimont Jerwell, there's a section called the Jerwall tapes. You guys can go ahead and yeah, read think, into it. But well, yes, I think, that I, was, that was Jim. Well, I think the interesting part as well was that there were parts of that tape, apparently that I didn't listen to them, but that were clearly edited where it looks like bits were, uh, cut out to make the other people look even worse yep so, so yeah uh, if you're talking about a flagrant abuse of power that's it that's as bad as the richard nixon tapes yep. uh, that got him eventually impeached or was the no. final nail in the coffin for getting him impeached yep. so he uh, yeah who actually uh, resigned and then was pardoned Yep. By a Democrat. Uh, Anyhow, that's another that's a, yet another story. <laughs> that's US politics. We'll we'll yes. create a <laughs> what we can do. That's well, you know well, you know US politics isn't uh, isn't out, out of it if it uh, intersects with uh, with Canadian yeah. working Canadian lives. So how's that? Yeah, exactly. And this uh, that just happens to parallel <laughs> yes. quite nicely. It, well, you it, brought it, it up. I just kind of want to Yeah. Both. Different different issues but similar results. So uh, and finally, we're going to touch, and we'll probably spend a lot of our time on this one right now, expenses and housing scandals. And Indeed. if anybody's been paying attention to the news in the last 10 years, the name Mike Duffy, Pamela Wallen, uh, and there's another senator who uh, unfortunately is escaping my mind right now, uh, all were indicted. In fact, there was a ton of senators that were were called the Auditor General, General, the RCMP got involved uh, in a big investigation, Senate investigation. And basically what was happening is these senators were padding their expense reports by uh, taking um, expenses that they recruited while they were living in Ottawa, while Parliament is in session, and applying them against their um, their actual residence that they're qualified to, or they need to own for qualifications. So Mike Duffy uh, wouldn't back down. So he said, well, fine, we'll go to court and basically beat the system. He was acquitted. Um, the PMO's, uh, the main officer, the, the head of the PMO's office, uh, I can't remember his name, is Nigel something or other, doesn't matter because he got fired for it. <laughs> Basically offered him a bunch of money, which was a hush payment. <laughs> so just pay your expenses and shut up. Yeah. And hopefully nobody notices. Everybody noticed. And there was a huge investigation. And that was the beginning of the end to the Harper administration. Um, to see uh, the just the amount of complacency and complacency Complicity, uh, complicity of all the branches of, yeah. of government from the Senate to the PMO's office to the Prime Minister himself uh, just wanting a problem to go away yeah. it just speaks about the absolute corruption that was happening so uh, Mark I guess you can I've been talking for a little while why don't you go on expand on that yeah, well, I think um, what's kind of what kind of um, well, as I was reading this earlier was Pamela Wallen um, looking at someone who 
was a very successful broadcaster. And just suddenly it seemed to me, I, wasn't pay, I know I wasn't paying attention, uh, suddenly went from just being on local television to suddenly being in a position of ridiculous power. And what did she do to deserve it? Um, and I was actually looking to see what she actually had done to deserve it. And it looks like she didn't do a hell of a lot. Um, she had a, a sort of a diplomatic role for a, a year or so. She uh, worked in um, um, in some academic circles, uh, you know, as a, as a as a face, as a name. And then suddenly there she is. Oh no! Um, and because being on uh, boards of corporations, where she's obviously a you know, making lots of money there just to being a good face there. Um, and it's suddenly in the Senate for having done what? Mm -hmm. um, for me, that's, I mean, you, you are someone who's obviously, Absolutely. obviously on a position of, yeah, no, it's, it's um, someone who's obviously became privileged. I mean, whether or not she deserved the uh, success she had on television. Um, I, I remember on TV and I thought she was fine. Um, I totally had no nothing against her. She seemed very nice and personable and decent TV presenter. Um, but it's uh, does that really warrant someone to to you know lead the to effectively to vet the elected um, governments? Which is really what that is, right? We saw, mm -hmm. so so instead of having a um, you know we had a a TV daytime TV broadcaster. It's the, 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 the uh, equivalent of a, uh, a, um, a, um, a game show host or a reality star now in your government. I mean, it's not, it's not that big a stretch. It's not that big a stretch to compare the two, right? No, not at all. Oh, actually, she was a game not show host. I, yes, I've forgotten. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? She hosted. So she is a game show. She was a game show host as well. <laughs> basically, yeah, basically a game show host. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's... Um, you know, we come from a position falling into these these things reasonably easily. Again, I don't want to take anything away from uh, uh, what she has achieved in um, broadcasting and in other exploits. Um, but yeah, to suddenly be selected again, what are the qualifications? The qualifications yeah, were laughable, as we we discovered earlier, right, in the previous episode. Exactly. So it just seems like if you've got enough money and enough connections, you can pony up and you get to be a senator. And um, so I, I have it up here. Um, the uh, hang on a sec here. So we've got Senators Patrick Barzo, Mike Duffy, Mike Harb, and Pamela Wallen, who we have just been talking about, were the senators who claimed uh, travel and living expenses uh, from the Senate uh, when the audit came by. Most of these were found to be fraudulent or. Uh, or were expected to be fraudulent, uh, found by the Superior Court of Ontario to be legitimate. Um, Harb and Wallen were paid some expenses. Harb retired a few a few months later in November. Uh, Brazeau, Duffy, and Wallen were suspended from the Senate without pay and eventually were reinstated. Uh, Duffy was the only one to face criminal charges, and uh, he was acquitted. So... When you look at that whole story, um, you look at a complicit, uh, a complicit PM's office, uh, a PMO's uh, head chief of staff, who's willing to uh, pay to basically shut this guy up. 
and uh, you've got a bunch of people who are really just padding expense reports in the worst possible way. And so we talked about qualifications and in none of these qualifications does it require you to be honest. And one would think that that is just part of it, right? That's just part of you being there, but that is the most dishonest thing. There's actually 116 senators that were under investigation. So these people just got, got the targets painted on their back. But 116 senators were in that investigation. That's absurd. That's insane. Yeah. And these are the people we're reviewing law. Yeah. Like, that's not a, and, and that's the kind of thing that really in any corporation, when you have someone appointed to a position that didn't earn it or appointed to a position that isn't qualified for it, or is there because they know somebody who knows somebody who owes them a favor or is friends with that person or whose kids play hockey with them or with the other kids, whoever gets there who shouldn't be there but is there, this is the kind of thing that follows. Yep. And it is a real tragedy that we rely on these people to be our second reading. Yep. So if a law is unjust and you have people who are willing to pad expense reports and, and essentially screw Canadian taxpayers – do you want these people reviewing your laws? They don't have your interest at heart. Yep. And they're definitely not regionally representing their their area. So what exactly are they doing? Yeah, it's um it's, you know, it's one of those um those, those crazy things where you give something to someone. I mean, actually, I'll back up a little bit. Um when you're when you're a kid, um if Something was given to you, or you, you can see there's other kids. If you just give something to someone to a kid, they don't respect it at all. They'll treat it like it's you know, not worth anything. But if they've worked for it, or they saved their money up to buy it, whatever it is, they look after it and they treasure it. Right? They've worked for it. It's theirs. It's something special. But you just handed it on a plate. Well, it's it's worth what they paid for it. Nothing. It's it, you know, it has has no value to them. Um, and you know that's you know that's kind of what we're saying is that they have no value for it. They they don't see it as something that is uh, um, you know, worth holding holding high or worth looking after or worth taking care of. Um, why are they in it? They're in it. Uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. But, but it's not. They're, they're not in it because they choose to be because you can't choose to be in the Senate unless you're corrupt. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, it's just it one of those. It seems like there's a bunch of people there that are saying, hey, this is some good stuff, but you know, don't let everybody else know that we're really just padding our expenses report. And uh, you can come on in too. Just you know, try not to get your hand caught in the cookie jar. Yeah. Yeah, which they did and didn't seem to go anywhere. Yeah. So wonder yeah, and that's why. The even more scary part. Yeah. There is no way that all those people were being investigated. Um, and then were arrested, and none of them were guilty. What What are the odds? What are the odds of that? The odds are zero. I mean, you know, the, the odds that none of them were guilty is like no. There's no way. It's not possible. Someone was padding their expenses illegally. Yep. So uh, the, yeah, they absolutely were. So uh, the fact that no one was 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 uh, convicted, like yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, and that is yeah. probably. 
a very, very good reason to, um, well, is it, is it worth saving? Or am I jumping ahead? I think I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, well, that's a great, that's a good segue into our next episode, which we'll be, uh, which we'll be going into. Um, we're going to talk about reforms. Is it worth saving? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I'm sure you you can hear the contempt in our voice that <laughs> these are our, our, our this is our country. This is our our laws. This this thing. Uh, even Pamela Wallen came uh, came back with a speech, and that's most listed on uh, yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah. If you look up that there, uh, saying that this is an abuse of power. Um, well, yeah, she was complaining that uh, she got con- uh, that she was suspended without being convicted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so these people, you know, it, it, even within there if you're not with the right people you get you get the target on your back so and 14 it says 14 of these senators opted for binding arbitration yeah <laughs> are you kidding me yeah why why was that even an option yeah it's insane absolutely yeah. boggles the mind well you know why um it's because you know they're already um, we're making six figures by being in those positions if they're not already um, already have multiple six figures in their bank accounts, probably nine figures or whatever. Um, yep. It's uh, privileged people getting privileged positions, being paid a privileged amount of money, um, and mm. then being privileged enough to get caught with their hand in the cookie jar and getting away with it. And then here's some more cookies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, so- I think that's a good good place to bring it into land there. Uh, so, Mark, why don't you tell all our wonderful uh, listeners where they can find us? For sure. And, uh, we-, we can be found on uh, all, all of your, uh, your favorite, uh, the ma- certainly the major uh, podcast platforms. Um, so you're listening to us on one of them, I'm sure. Uh, we're also available, uh, we can also be found on Facebook and, sorry, not Facebook, on uh, YouTube as well, um, where we have lots of... Uh, uh, yeah, lots of reruns. You can see a nice static image of us on there as well. Um, but you get all details of all the shows past and you know, possibly some updated uh, or some announcements of our future shows will likely be on there as well um, at uh, our website, uh, Two Guys Fixing, no, sorry, fixingtheworld.ca. Um, and you can check us out there. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, or whatever you crazy kids are doing these days. So, with. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for making us a part of your day, and we will see you soon. Thank you, everyone, and uh, see you later. He's going to find you.